Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. Merry belated Christmas. <laughs> um, I hope you had a great holiday, and continue to if you're still celebrating Um, But has anyone else had a more challenging day today? Because I have. (laughs) I think if you have kids, you can probably come to expect things to be more challenging for a day or two or maybe even longer following the holidays or honestly really any major transition, whether that's a fun activity that you were doing, vacations, parties, breaks from school, etc. And even though you can expect that things are going to be more difficult and probably do expect that, you maybe are also even hoping that there's not going to be more challenging behavior. Like this is going to be the one holiday or the one outing or whatever that's going to be different. But you might not have any idea of what to actually do about it except to just like wait out the behaviors, you know, because it's inevitable. There's truth to just waiting. Like eventually things will come back around, but there are things that you can be doing that can support your child and you through these points of more button pushing behavior. So I'm going to share three tips with you, three things that you can be doing, whether it's the holidays or like I said, any other type of transition or kind of life event that might be more fun and exciting and stimulating. So the first one is to simply prepare yourself. Remind yourself that more behavior is likely to happen with all the stimulation, the heightened sugar intake, the fun, the games, the people, less sleep, all the things. And it is completely normal. You are likely feeling it too, right? Like I think it's easy to forget that we as the adult become overwhelmed during these seasons too. Like there's lots of excitement, but there's also lots of stress or overwhelm or expectations that maybe aren't met. And we may or may not have a better handle on our responses. And if we do, how much more do our kids? Like, especially if we are being overwhelmed and maybe we aren't handling it well, how can we expect our kids to respond better than we do? You know, it's like that meme or picture, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, that goes around on social media every now and then about how we expect our kids to just kind of be on top of, you know, quote unquote, good behavior all the time. Like it's never okay for them to just have an off day or to be a little cranky like we might be. Um, And we just expect them to snap out of it. So number two, Remind yourself over and over that it's not something that you've done or haven't done, but rather a child's need to process through everything. So one thing that can be really helpful, similar to like affirmations, is to pick a phrase that can help you in those challenging moments. Remember what is actually happening 
and bring you back to your thinking brain. So the phrase I always used when I was really struggling more with managing my triggers when my son had some more challenging behavior was he is overwhelmed. And maybe these behaviors aren't necessarily like intense, you know, like aggression or something like that, but maybe it's just like constant nagging, constant whining, just that are kind of like, it's just like, okay, I've had enough, (laughs) you know, that sort of thing. So I would repeat this phrase over and over in my mind and it would help me remember that I have control over my actions more so than my child, hopefully, (laughs) and I want my response to meet him where he's at. I want to meet him where he is actually at, not just meet the behavior. I want to meet the heart, you know, and where the heart is, what the heart's feeling. Write your statement out. Place it in places that you typically will see or walk by or like common areas or write it in a journal a bunch of times, whatever works for you or if you have something else that you like to do, but do it so that you have consistent and regular access to it. This is going to make it easier to retrieve it in the moments when you need it. And number three, stop trying to change it. (laughs) Just listen. It's so easy to do things to stop our kids from having the big feelings, especially when it feels like it's challenging us as the parent. And honestly, most people have no idea they're actually trying to change things because it just comes so naturally and our subconscious response is usually like our brain is like, this feels uncomfortable, stop it, stop it, stop it before it continues and gets worse and intensifies and never ends. But if you feel like you might be doing that or truthfully if you think you don't try to change or move your child away from like meltdowns or tantrums and big feelings I want you to go check out the episode I did a while back on the three things that you could be unintentionally doing to stop your child from processing big feelings which I'll link in the show notes and honestly I bet you'll be surprised like everybody that I've ever been able to actually have a conversation with you know so many people will say yes I'm okay with crying I'm totally fine with it but in further conversation, in sharing this episode with them, or honestly, in my own observation, people aren't. <laughs> they want to, and it's not its not bad, you know, we, we usually try to do it because we want our child to feel better. We don't want them to be hurting. And so our motivation behind it isn't bad. But the truth is, it can become a problem for the child because then they're learning, I can't express my true feelings. And I even saw this on Christmas. You know, my son had this present that he brought along. It was a game. He didn't want to share it with somebody. And I just kindly removed him from the situation and wanted, I knew that it wasn't that he didn't necessarily want to share. It was just, you know, like I mentioned before, all the things, being overtired, he didn't have a nap, you know, all the sugar, all of that stuff, like the people, the stimulation, the noise, the constant going. And so I just wanted him to have a safe place to have the feelings out so that we could get back to, you know, the gathering and the behavior would shift. Because when we don't allow the feelings, they will continue. You know, like if they start and then we stop them, then they're going to start and then we stop them. It's like a constant all day thing versus like, let's just let it out and move along. Like how much better do you feel when you've had a good cry? You probably didn't change anything, didn't resolve anything, but you just like feel this weight lifted. This is the gift that we're giving our kids when we allow them space to just let things out. And so I had brought him back to this room and 
somebody came to the door and just so well-intentioned, you know, like not, not trying to disrupt the process. I think there's, you know, just not an awareness of what I was trying to do and just wanted him to feel better. And, you know, she was just like explaining how, how happy he would be if he shared it and like, you know, just kind of going into this thing. And I think that's just what most people's natural response is because we want the child to be okay and we want them to understand, but really we just need to pull back and we need to understand where they're coming from, right? Like when we are feeling overwhelmed and stressed, we don't want somebody coming in and being like, but this would be so good. Or, you know, like we just sometimes want to feel our feelings and not always have to do something, you know, to help somebody else or to please someone else. Like we just want to be able to be where we're at. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, because then when we allow space for that, we come out on the other side and we probably do want to do stuff for other people and we do want to help them or we do want to share or we do want to whatever it is. But in that moment, we just need to feel the stress and the overwhelm and the emotions so that we can get to that place. Okay. And then I also wanted to share this bonus tip awareness perspective with you because um a lot of times when there is a lot of excitement or maybe you went to a fun outing you might hear your child say you know I didn't get what I wanted or this was the worst or I didn't even want to come here anyways or something that kind of completely con- contradicted the fun time that you observed your child to have or honestly that really bothered you that your child said because of all the intention and the time and the effort that you put into making sure things went well or they you know you gave them an experience that you knew they would really love and this is actually a thing and it's called the spoiled outing so this is when there's extra attention or extra fun and the child wants to absorb all of it when they're in this you know, a good experience bubble and they're soaking up all the goodness, their safety increases. They fill up with good attention, high expectations and hopes of fun to the point where they can't absorb anymore. Then they have an instinct to heal any upsets that are stored up and offload those feelings so they can absorb more of the good that's happened. Our brains have been created to recognize when we need to offload things but so often we have learned not to do so because we have not had somebody come and just sit with us and support us through those feelings right they're trying to do the good or the thing that they believe is good by kind of like stopping the negativity because they want us to feel better but in reality what makes us feel better is having the feelings and our brain has this instinct to to naturally do this but so often we've shut it down. So this is another good reason why you just need to stop trying to change it and just focus on listening. So the brain can only hold so much. So freeing up the space through having all these feelings allows the child to take in more of the fun. Kids have feelings that are stored up that are negative, just like we do. (laughs) So that can be why the things they say don't measure up to what just happened. You know, like, it wasn't fun. I never want to come here again. I hate this place. Why would you think I want to come here? You know, whatever. While this seems completely opposite, it actually means that they are enjoying what's happening and they're trying to create more space to be able to take in more of the enjoyment, which I know feels really weird, but, you know, 
the brain is very complex, people, <laughs> right? Okay, so a quick rundown. If you need a little help surviving this holiday hangover, number one, prepare yourself. Just remind yourself more behavior is going to happen and be proactive in knowing that versus hoping that it's going to be different this time. Number two, remind yourself over and over that it's not something that you've done or haven't done, but it's your child needing to process through something. Pick a phrase, remind yourself of that phrase so that you can come back to your thinking brain in these challenging moments. Number three, stop trying to change it and just listen. And what I would encourage you here is to literally try not to say anything you know unless your child needs like a you know do you want a hug or I'm right here with you that sort of thing but sometimes it's really hard when you're new to this to figure out what to say like it feels like oh what should I say and there's really like not necessarily a right or wrong I mean obviously there can be wrong things (laughs) but generally you're you're trying to figure out like how can I support them and sometimes when we are trying to figure that out we unintentionally talk, 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 and we don't even recognize how much we're saying. So really just thinking, I'm not going to say anything might be a good thing to go into the situation with. That doesn't mean you're not necessarily going to say anything. Like you might make a comment here or there, but if you prep your mind to just literally not say anything and support through eye contact and physical touch, if your child, you know, wants a hug or something like that, but just being down on their level and listening, that's, that's, usually enough for your child and then bonus is just an awareness that this is an actual thing that happens you know in the brain and the brain is trying to create more space to enjoy all of these experiences all of these you know traditions or time with family or all the good things whatever is going on that it needs to create space to do that and sometimes unfortunately it can seem like quite the opposite and you might even be feeling defeated like I just you know I (laughs) I planned this really fun day and now my child is telling me she hated it and um you know there's room for conversation later but in those moments I would encourage you to think about this specific piece of advice and remind yourself that you did you did exactly what you set out to do and your child is wanting to absorb more of it so I hope that can be helpful for you Um, if today was challenging if the next couple days are challenging solidarity (laughs) that was over here but I just found myself just being so calm about it you know like just expecting it and knowing that me preparing myself and reminding myself and just allowing feelings to happen it just sets you up for you know a much higher capacity to manage these things and the more you do that the more you will be able to do that I've been reading this book um and he talks about ruts and trenches and how our brain gets stuck in a rut and we really have to work to get out of that rut and then we're creating this new trench so you are your brain literally has these ruts of being triggered and you have to work on transitioning to creating your own trench a new neural pathway to managing yourself in these moments and when you can learn to do that then you can come to behavior with a much um, wider perspective on what's going on If that feels particularly challenging for you or you just are like, 
you know, I struggle to manage myself, but I do feel like for the most part, I come with calm and then things escalate or I don't exactly know how to deal with this behavior because it is really intense or it's, you know, aggressive or something and I'm not sure what to do about it. Um, Whatever the combination or if you're like, things aren't super intense right now, but I could use some strategies or tools um, just like foundationally that I can continue to take into different seasons or, um, you know, different times that might be a little bit more challenging. Maybe now's not one of those times, but in the future, you know, we're all likely going to be going through ebbs and flows of more difficult times. I am doing a free three-day behavior challenge. Um, it is going to be really great. <laughs> we're going to talk about one topic each each day. It's going to be a live training. There is going to be an implementation activity or task with each with each training that you are going to leave the training to go do that day or, you know, at your earliest convenience. Because the goal would be that you're not just, you know, hearing me talk because you can do that here, but you are getting an action step to move forward and actually start implementing in your actual life. Because if you can do that consistently, you will begin to see change. So we are going to cover the three foundational pillars that I believe are foundational pillars to behavior and like improving or managing behavior, whatever you want to say. And so that's going to be January 5th through the 7th. It is live trainings, but if you aren't able to attend, that's totally fine. Um, It's going to be recorded and sent to you. So even if you're like, I can't make it live, but this sounds like something that I want the information on, or I'm not really sure, just sign up for it. There's no, there's no reason not to, right? Like you don't have to pay anything. um, And it's just going to give you an opportunity to start setting up a great foundation for your child's emotional mental health and also for yours. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes to that challenge and just go there. All you have to do is put your email in so that um, you can get all of the the links that of the um, of the trainings. And then also that is how I will be sending out the recording. So make sure to drop your email there so that you can be part of that and get the information and start to make the changes that you are wanting because you know everybody is thinking about what they want to be different going into the new year and I think there's nothing better than starting yourself off on the right foot with tools that are going to you know continue with you throughout your motherhood journey entirely that you can be implementing no matter what the behavior no matter what the age no matter how many kids. So anyways, enough about that. Links in the show notes. Um, and I hope you have a great day. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and tag me at Kaylee Josire. And we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.